Welcome to Cosmic Scene with Jill Jardine. I'm your host, Jill Jardine, Masters in Counseling Psychology, longtime astrologer, psychic healer, and yogi. Welcome to the episode on the astrology of early 2023. My guest is fellow astrologer Hillary Harley, and together we will unpack the astro antics of January through March 2023. There is so much astro action in the first three months of 2023 that it takes two astrologers to explain it all. Stay tuned. Welcome to the episode of the astrology of January through March 2023, featuring my fellow astrologer, Hillary Harley. We both took a look at the planetary transits and ingresses in 2023 and said, whoa, we need to do the podcast on the astrology of just the first three months because it's loaded with astroactivity and major shifts of energy. It will be a very powerful year astrologically, and we will hit the ground running. So listen to the astrology in the first three months. My guest, Hillary Harley, hails originally from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Hillary moved to Boston in 1987 and now resides in Western Massachusetts. She began her astrological studies in 1998 with teachers Dietrich Pessin, Monique Pamir, and Dorothy Oja, and founded Harley Holistic Healing in 2001. She became a certified Reiki master in 2016 and is certified to read the Akashic Records as of 2018. The Reiki and Akashic Records are integrated into all of her astrology readings. In addition to being a holistic healer, she authored The Ring of Truth, a novel which traces the life of dancer at the Paris Opera Ballet during Second Empire France. Hillary is a student and practitioner of Kundalini Yoga since 1991. She holds BFA and MLA degrees from Southern Methodist University and an MPA from Suffolk University. She is a member of the International Association of Reiki Professionals, as well as the National Council for Geocosmic Research, a professional organization for astrologers. I am so happy Pleased and honored to introduce my guest, Hillary Harley. We're going to be talking about the crazy astrology in early 2023. Welcome, Hillary. Thank you so much, Jill, for having me. It's wonderful to be back. Right. And as I said earlier in the podcast, I was looking at the transits. Uh, you were looking at them for 2023, and we're like, there's no way this fits into one podcast, not even two. <laughs> Not even two. Let's let's deal with the first three months. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be rocking and rolling. We're off to a very slow start in January 2023. We have both Mercury and Mars retrograde. And my feeling is, especially when I'm talking to clients, it's like it's better to get them all done at one time <laughs> and then move on. So um, Mercury goes retrograde the very end of December. Uh, Mars has been retrograde since uh, October 30th. Uh, very late October. Yeah, October 30th. Day before Halloween. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nice Halloween surprise. So in Gemini, it's spending quality time in our friend Gemini, sign of communication. And they're both going to be moving forward. Mercury turns direct on 
the 20th, I believe. The 12th. You correct me. Yeah. The oh, 12th. no, wait. Mercury Mercury goes direct on the 18th. Mars goes direct on the 12th, right? Yeah, for sure. And so uh, once they get going, it's going to be a much better uh, year. So save those resolutions to set intentions and get going uh, around MLK weekend, right? Things will really get percolating then. There's a lot of other action. That's that's when we're going to have the Aquarius ingress on the 20th. It's early this year. New Moon is on the 21st, and Lunar New Year's on the 22nd. Perfect time to set all those intentions. And we got Mercury and Mars going direct. Right. So if you're planning on big go time at the very beginning of the year, you know, just hold on until, you know, I would say the third week MLK weekend. And then you really want to, it's go time because all the planets are going to be direct motion um, from January 22nd, Sunday. It's major go time all the way into mid to late April. Right. It's a nice window with with all planets direct. And we haven't had that in, since early in 2022. So right, I, I, right. Think, I think I think January is really going to be feeling like two months because we've got the Capricornian influx in early January and people are going to be getting sticker shock when they get their credit, their credit card bills back and they get their heating bills and their electric bills. Yeah. And so there's going to be a lot of perhaps like stress financially in early January and it might feel a little bit gloomy. But then when the Aquarius energy shifts in, everything is going to pick up and we're going to go into warp speed. Yeah, you really want to watch um, overspending watch the budget at the end of 22 because those bills especially with the price of heating oil is going to be uh pretty high this winter so we go from low gear at the very beginning of january 23 to super high gear right and the capricorn is really about getting your house in order financially and a lot of people may have gotten laid off at the end or been told that they are being cut out of a job because of the financial situation so i think that's a good time when people can plot their career rebirth in early january and then start doing the connections and communications and outreach at the end of the month when yeah the communication yeah, sure. sign of aquarius kicks in com- Aquarius is the is the fast communicator, and so things can move a lot faster. Uh, and people need to hear this so they don't despair if it looks like things in the early month are just plodding along and they're not feeling like they're starting fresh. Yeah, I want to remind people that it's the really the dead of winter, and to have both of these interior planets retrograde is a perfect, perfect time to do all the RE words, rest, review, restore, renew, refresh, do your research. It's a deep dive time anyway, you know, in terms of the nature, nature cycles. So if you want to take a vacation or a couple days off, the beginning of the month is really a great time to just do your inner work and go to, you know, take a day spa or anything like that. Um, go out um, in the snow, cross country skiing, snowshoeing, what have you, um, snuggle by the fire. 
It's journaling time. It is a really quiet time. Um, and to make the most of that, just remember the RE words at the beginning of January. Which means to relax as well. The other, exactly. Yeah. The other thing I was noticing early in January, the full moon comes very early, January 6th, with the sun in Capricorn and moon in Cancer. I think that, as always, the Cancerian moon is going to bring a lot of emotional process up for people. So they should really allow time to integrate. For sure. For sure. Cancer, the crab, is a real homebody. So, you know, think about things that you can do around the house um, during the wintertime, any kind of interior fix-it projects, Um, certainly cooking if you like to cook. Um, You can do batch cooking and put it away in the freezer, winter sports, uh, anything that is comforting, nurturing for the soul. That is really helpful around this full moon in January. Right. And it's cold outside, like you said, cuddle up by the fire. You know, the saving grace of all this Capricornian energy in early January is the fact that Venus transits into Aquarius on the 2nd of January and stays there pretty much all month. So Mm -hmm. that's going to make for people, I think, having a new outlook or maybe a more, what should we say, forward thinking or... mm, unconventional outlook to relationships and love that uh, we start the year off with that. So we may be hearing of interesting relationship situations popping up with people in what we always do as astrologers. Right. But certainly with that Venus kicking off the year in Aquarius. Right. Right. I, I think it's a wonderful placement actually, because it's, it keeps you open-minded to new ways of connecting new ways of exchanging ideas, new groups that you might be involved with, anything um, related to connectivity, new ideas for your life strategies, and how to relate to people. Right. And where where Aquarius rules technology, maybe some people who have been contemplating going on an app with Venus and Aquarius can try a new app in 2023. I heard Hinge is now quite popular. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. I know several people that have had good luck on Hinge for sure. Yeah. Dating apps for sure. Um, with Venus, love, money and relationships um, right. via technology. And, and figure everybody hung out, you know, they had the obligation to hang out with the partner or the family because of the holidays. But then they're raring to be free. Venus and Aquarius Mm -hmm. by the time January kicks in. So I think this is a good indicator for relationship fluidity and relationship openness in January. Venus is going to help kick off a beginner's mind regarding relationship situations. Yeah. And that Mars in Gemini, once it, you know, even when it's retrograde in Gemini, but once it turns direct at mid month, it's still going to be in Gemini for two more months and through March. And so it's going to align to that Venus and Aquarius, which is really lovely for marketing, sales, partnerships of 
all variety, not just romantic partnerships. It's any kind of partnerships, neighbors, communities, sibling relationships might get a boost when you're driving or riding in cars, trains, buses. Think, think about the ideas. Pay attention to the ideas that come to you and the conversations that you have while riding in your car. Yeah, that's excellent advice. Thank you for that. The good news, when the sun goes into Aquarius, the next day we have the new moon. on. Jan- so the sun goes in on the 20th, as we mentioned earlier, and then it's the new moon on January 21st. And I don't know if you've been noticing this theme, Hillary, but the last three new moons happened on the first degree of the sign. Like the Scorpio That's, new moon, Sag new yeah. moon, Cap new moon, and now we'll have the new moon in Aquarius all on the first degrees of the sign. Which, What do you think about yeah. that? Well, I know that first degrees, you know, zero to say 10 degrees is all about new beginnings. So these uh, last few new moons, um, October, November, December, January now, um, these are all new energies and lessons that we, you know, it's like trying a pair of clothes on trying, you know, new lessons, different ways of doing things, trying out that new pair of shoes and seeing how it feels, walking around in them and seeing um, how it works. Yeah. And, and it kicks off the Lunar New Year then on the 22nd. And it's the Lunar New Year of the rabbit. It goes from January 22nd, 2023 through February 9th, 2024, according to Chinese astrology. And it's the rabbit is supposed to be about luck and patience, and it's supposed to bring peace and success. So I think this whole theme with the beginning of 2023 and the Venus and Aquarius speaks to this. There's more socialization. People are feeling more positive. We don't have... um, a pandemic anymore. Yeah. Right. We don't have the, um, the fallout from the pandemic so people can get out and socialize. So I think right. it's a exactly. much, it's a much upbeat and more positive forward thinking start to a year than we've had since maybe 2019. Yes, seriously. I think um, it's been a couple years since we've had the cloud lifted at the start of the year. And again, although it's um, a rather slow start to January, it is definitely, you know, a, a really warm, if you if you put your positive frame of reference on, cap on, it really is a lovely, snuggly time to do cozy things with either yourself, with loved ones, with good friends. Um, And then January 22nd, 2023 Sunday, it's like boom, boom, boom. You have the new moon and the lunar new year, Chinese new year of the rabbit gets started. But then on the 22nd, all planets turn direct motion for three months. So it is a major push forward and go time. Wow. That's excellent. So it's time to initiate and get everything up and running because you've got the benefit of the Aquarian energy. You've got the new moon, you've got the lunar new year, it's go time and then planets going direct. And I, I remember for the last couple of years, the cryptocurrency people who follow me, I've always yeah. seen that things really take off in crypto too around that Aquarian new moon. And this year will be no, well, I feel the same. I feel like it's going to start 
recovering and going going uh, better than it has been. So for those crypto listeners, get ready to launch at that Lunar New Year on the 22nd of January. And we end January kind of on a nice peaceful note as Venus transits into Pisces on the 26th. Yes. So Venus is what's called exalted in Pisces. It's like she shines super brightly. And as we know, she is one of the beneficent planets, Jupiter being the other one. Venus is the goddess of love, love, money, and relationships, all things beautiful. And in Pisces, she is very self less. It's about flowing, going with the flow, giving to others and allowing yourself to receive as well. She's lovely in Pisces, Venus, and it is exalted for a reason, because when people have that in their chart, they're just very, as you said, they do come from a place of love, and they're not looking at, like, you owe me, or I gave you this much. They're very much go with the flow, come from a place of spirit. So hopefully that will inspire people to actually be very much like Venus and Pisces during the month of February as she goes through there. Yeah, I'm looking at February as a pretty calm time, Um, you know, kicked off by this Venus entering Pisces. Um, February is uh, cosmically a pretty quiet month. Um, There are some planetary gear shifts into, you know, the normal planets shifting signs. But there, there's no major cosmic event that is happening. So, so sort of the know, calm like, before the cosmic storms of March. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, exactly. all right, take your vacation exactly. now. Be chill. Yes. Enjoy the February freedom of Aquarius because the other shoe's going to drop in March. I saw some keynote dates, which are, you know, lunar related. We've got the Aquarius Leo full moon. So the sun is in Aquarius and full moon in Leo on February 5th, which is always a powerful lunation. Aquarius Leo itself, other. Think about your creative impulses. Think what you want to share with the world. Aquarius being the gift that's given to the world and Leo being the gift that you create. So it's a creative time. It is super creative, you know, because Aquarius, it's like the Aquarius and Leo polarity, 180 degrees apart. Leo is interpersonal and it's about the heart, romance, passion and children, creativity of the body and the mind. Aquarius is much more cerebral, but it is still incredibly creative. It's more about invention and innovation and connectivity and conductivity. So it's a wonderful combination, the two of them, if you pay attention to how you can take your passions and put them into practice. Yeah, so this will be a very awakening moon, full moon for people And people can ride that Aquarius energy until the 18th of February when the sun shifts into Pisces. Mm -hmm. And we -hmm. we go into the Pisces ingress, and two days later on February 20th is the new moon in Pisces again in one of the first couple degrees of the sign. So this new beginning energy with Pisces, last zodiac sign, how do you think that might manifest? Well, I'm really hoping with these new... Uh, lunar 
um, new moons on at the earliest degree that people are going to take the lessons, particularly the one in February, and push forward about with brotherly love and uh, reaching across the aisle, so to speak, reaching across the fence with your neighbor and connecting um, because there's so much unifying energy that comes with the the Piscean quality. It's magical, mystery, spiritual, spirituality, but it is on a very ground level. It is a unifying force. And so if we can think about um, how we can help each other, that's really where this is going the end of February, beginning of March. Right. And that Piscean energy is a nice way to prepare for a big transit that's going to come in in March. <laughs> and it's actually on the full moon of March 7th, which is the full moon with the sun in Pisces, a moon in Virgo. But Saturn, the karmic lord, changes signs into drum roll, please. Pisces. Yes. Seriously. Da, 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 da. <laughs> for, and as yes. you said, for the first time in 30 years, is it back in Pisces? Yes. So Lord of Dharma and Karma, Saturn is the taskmaster. And where it cycles, uh, our attention is drawn. It, Saturn is about current events. So Saturn has not been in Pisces for 30 years. So if you anybody alive um, that's obviously 30 years or older, think about where you were 30 years ago, what you were doing, what your life looked like. We're going to be revisiting that same quality of Pisces. And it's, again, go with the flow. It's about surrender spirituality. It's about um, the saints and the angels. So being an earth angel, it's looking after your fellow man. Um, all of these beautiful qualities of Pisces, music, water will be really emphasized. So any kind of water activity, it doesn't have to be um, going to the beach necessarily. It can be kayaking, walking by a lake. It can be um, taking a steam bath, um, especially in the winter. You know, we're still in early March. We're still in the uh, late stages of winter. So it could be skiing. It can be ice skating, lots of different forms of water. And then music, music, music. If you play an instrument, if you sing, even if you don't, you know, sing in the shower. There you get music and water combined. Right. And you know, it's I what what I've uh, realized about this Saturn and Pisces. So yeah, the last time it was in there was 1994-95. So the kids that were born around that time are not kids anymore. And they're in their Saturn return. Wah, wah. Yeah. So they got that to look forward to. Google it. We'll, we'll be giving you another podcast on that, Saturn return in Pisces. But also the elders, the spiritual elders having their second Saturn return are born in 1964 to 65. And 
funny enough, they're flooding into my practice. I'm having all these people born. And I'm like, what is it about 64, 65? Oh, they all have Saturn and Pisces. They're on the verge of their Saturn return. And they're already in it in Vedic astrology because it's a little bit of a different system. They're already in it. So, um, you know, and I've been getting some downloads about what is this Pisces, Saturn and Pisces. I think everybody's going to be tripping on psychedelic mushrooms. No, just kidding. But like I, I do know a lot of people are working towards making the psychedelics mushrooms more received and legitimate in the society because of how they help people with many different disorders like anxiety and even, you know, so we're, we're Saturn is the Lord of karma and the life and death planet, so to speak, you know, we come into form, Saturn helps us come into incarnation and also helps us leave incarnation. And then Pisces Mm -hmm. being the last sign of the Zodiac, I think there's going to be a lot more of awareness around the end of life and death, which is such a taboo here in Western society. And so maybe looking at ways to help that transition out of the body, i.e. with cannabis, let's say, or medicinal mushrooms or psychedelic mushrooms, so that the consciousness can go to a place where it's out of anxiety and fear. What do you think of that, Hillary? That is absolutely beautiful. I have not thought of it in terms of that, but you know, Pisces rules hospitals and hospice. Right. And so Saturn, when it's in Pisces, the end stage of life, which is certainly hospice, that is going to be omnipresent. And um, I do think believe you are absolutely correct in terms of anesthesia, because that is also a Piscean quality um, and how we manage um, trauma and end of life using anesthesia, whether it's, again, the psychedelic mushrooms or cannabis or any kind of other anesthesia that has um, is available to us. But taking the fear. Remember, fear is false evidence appearing real. And Pisces is the distinct polarities, fear on one side and faith on the other. And when I say faith, um, it can encompass all different kinds of faith, um, organized religion, but particularly your spirit and spirituality. What makes your spirit come to life and passionate? And thinking about what instills faith, you know, in you and the things that you want to pursue in life. Yes. And the other thing that we should comment on is not only Saturn entering Pisces, but Neptune is finishing up a cycle. I mean, it still has another year or so, but it's in Pisces as well. So all these themes we're discussing, it's not just one outer planet. We now have two in Pisces. So, exactly. and the other thing, it is a water sign. So I've been picking up that we may have some more, you know, water inundations, i.e. tsunamis, things like that, as far as earth changes. But it also is about purifying the waters of our world and water supply. There's going to be a lot of issues to be resolved or solved around water, lack of water, droughts, the purity of water, the oceans, cleaning up the oceans, all of these things I believe will be on the collective agenda in the next couple years. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, Because Saturn is, as I said, the marker of current events. It's what grabs our attention in the here and now. So definitely bodies of water and the quality of our water. But I want to also mention compassion, meditation, and any kind of practice that elicits and brings you to a more compassionate place. And that includes compassion for your own self and well-being. So meditation, yoga, journaling. Um, It's also about nonprofits and the charitable realm and how we can be more compassionate through charities or charitable um, organizations, but also charitable acts, you know, Uh, maybe working in a soup kitchen or volunteering more. Right. And, and this whole idea Pisces is the great, you know, spiritual connectedness. So I am you and you and me, we are one. So this idea of therefore the grace of God go I, or, you know, uh, the connection we have with everyone. I think there's going to be a lot of awareness that we're not separate. And that spirituality is going to take off. I I feel like a lot of um, what was considered maybe um, fringe spirituality or Eastern spiritualities are going to be integrated even more into the collective with their ideas of oneness and the, the one soul and the one being, and we are all connected. I think that will be a big theme in the collective consciousness because of Saturn and Pisces. For sure. It is about unity and unifying forces. So um, reaching uh, across our divides, what divides us currently, and helping one another. Yeah, so big stuff in early March with the Piscean influx. And then I notice that we get a couple weeks to integrate that. And then a lot of new astrology comes in starting with the the equinox the spring Mm -hmm. equinox on the 20th of march followed by the new moon on the 21st and then the 23rd is a big date when pluto transits into aquarius and then we have mars finally out of gemini on the 25th so that's a whole busy week there from about the 20th to the 26th of March. So let's break that down for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. It's March is, it's a good thing we have a quiet February because uh, cosmically quiet February because March is so busy. So after Saturn shifts into Pisces for the first time in 30 years, um, as you mentioned, we have the equinox on the 20th and then Pluto, which is, um, the archetype of the transformer. It's about power and how we use our power. It's the big guns in life. It's sex, death, regeneration, the phoenix rising from the ashes. It is shared resources and joint finances. It is the metaphysical realm. And for the first time in, what, 248 years? Yeah. It moves into the sign of Aquarius, and it just sticks its toe in um, for two and a half months from late March into mid-June. So we just got a peak 
of what that's going to feel like, a little bit of a taste with a big toe stuck into the sign of Aquarius, and then it goes back into Capricorn in mid-June. Right. And if we think about it, this, you know, we the U.S. just had their Pluto return as it was finishing up Capricorn. And now, mm-hmm. after you know, which means that the, the, the formulation of the United States of America, now we're beyond that. We're into the first, the, you know, the first years of when they were founding the new nation. So it's a birthing time when, when Pluto goes and we're, we're having the return of when the U.S. was actually birthed. When, you know, we're beyond the revolution now and the new country is formulated. So we're back there when America was just starting out. How cool is that? It is. And, you know, Aquarius, let's talk about Aquarius and you're an Aquarius sun sign, but Aquarius is, I call it the Salvador Dali of the Zodiac. It is marching to its own drummer. It's doing its own thing. It's don't fence me in. And if you think about exactly what you said, this is a uh, Pluto return went of the United States Constitution. And Aquarius is brand new ideas. And the United States, nothing had ever been created like this in the entire history of the world where man was responsible for his own government and not working, you know, slaving away for a king or a monarch in any regard. So this is, this is big and we should, yeah, celebrating um, our constitution and what it allows people in the United States in particular and the model that it serves across the world. Right. I think that it's going to be a time of great awakening because Aquarius is ruled by Uranus, which planetarily we call the great awakener. And I just mm-hmm. think it's all about new paradigms, new paradigms. We haven't been here before. You know, this the last three years have really been all about endings, 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 and, and especially in 2022. And we start with these new moons at the beginning of each sign. And now we're having the ingress of two outer planets into two new signs. I think it's something to get very excited about. I see it as very hopeful for the collective future. And personally, I think people can really, really try things they've never done before and really embrace this newfound inner as well as external freedom that might be presented. Yes, and technology. Um, You know, Pluto, if you're not... Uh, doing the right thing with technology, um, you will be made to answer for it. But in Aquarius, it's connecting uh, with technology in all new ways and using technology in a powerful way. So uh, trying new um, ways and new ideas and people my age uh, in particular aren't so hip on using a uh, technology, but we're going to really have to take a look at that. Um, we're not going to, there's no going back now. It's all pushing forward. Right, right. Lots of innovation, lots of forward movement, new paradigms, pioneering yeah. space too. I, I, I predict the whole space movement takes off as well because that's very Aquarian. For sure. Um, Teams, if you also, I just want to talk about groups, teams, because Aquarius is about networking. As I mentioned, connectivity, connecting, conducting, 
so groups, teams, networks, um, any kind of community that you belong to, uh, friendship. You know, Aquarius is the inventor and the humanitarian. So uh, technology or inventions that help our fellow man help each other. That's right. We're all in this together. So my mm-hmm. guest here has been Hillary Harley. Thank you so much, Hillary, for doing this Astro Update for the first three months of 2023. Any parting words for our listeners? No, I'm just excited for the very end of uh, March when Mars finally exits Gemini. It moves into the sign of Cancer the Crab. Uh, It's been in Gemini since mid-August, and so six six months or so, it's been touring through Gemini, and uh, the end of March, it's a a breath of fresh water, shall I say, (laughs) when it enters Cancer the Crab, so So um, that will be most welcome. But thank you so much for having me on the show today, Jill. Thank you for coming back on Cosmic Scene, Hillary. And we'll have our listeners stay tuned for our update that comes out for April through the summer. But for now, get ready to put your seatbelt on for blast off at the end of March 2023. Thank you, Hillary. Thanks, Jill. I hope you enjoyed this episode on the astrology of January through March 2023 with my guest astrologer, Hillary Harley. Remember to subscribe, download, share, and give us a five-star review. This is Cosmic Scene with Jill Jardine signing out and sending you a stellar 2023.